Our scripture reading for this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one with her? For it is said, the two shall be one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Believe it or not, we deal with temptation on a daily basis. What is a temptation? Something that attracts us, something that, that, that draws our attention. Uh, you know, desserts, chocolate cake, cookies come to mind. You know, there are a lot of t different temptations, though, and we deal with them on a daily basis. If you have ever been on a diet, you know about temptation, don't you? Because when you go on a diet, you basically make a decision that you're going to eat healthier foods, that you're going to refrain from eating certain things and only eat those things that are on your diet. When you have made that decision and you've made a plan to stick to it, then temptations are going to come at you all the time, aren't they? For example, since I've been on a diet and I've gone out to eat with my family, temptations have come in the form of what my children order to eat. They'll order something like macaroni and cheese, which they know is one of my favorites, and I can't have that on my diet. So there you go, temptation. These things happen all the time. I'll order my salad and I'll be eating my salad and sure enough, right there next to me is something I'm not supposed to have. In our scripture today, Paul reminds us that even though all things are lawful for us, not all things are beneficial. You know, I am free to order that meal that my children are having. But I choose not to because I know it's not going to be good for my diet. It's not going to be beneficial. It's not going to be sticking to the plan that I have set out for myself. Paul tells us in the scripture from 1 Corinthians that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. You know, just because you can jump off the roof doesn't mean you should. Just because you could do something doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. And this reminds us that freedom is not an excuse for recklessness or abandonment. It doesn't mean that just anything goes. Freedom is actually a call to self-control. And Christianity is a call to self-denial. You know, these things don't come naturally to us. We're used to just having what we want. Just If you want it, just take it, you know, just have it. But... We are called as Christians to self-discipline. We are called to practice all the time self-control. 
We're called to deny ourselves and follow Jesus, and this is contrary to our natural inclinations. Another aspect of the scripture is that we should not allow things that tempt us or attract us to dominate our lives. We should not allow anything to control us except for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is pretty simple, you would think, but it's very hard to do. Because there are so many times that there are things in our lives that dominate us, that control us. I want to just point out one of them. Have you noticed how much our schedules revolve around eating and having meals? During this pandemic, it's become uh, really obvious to us as we have not been able to go out to eat all the time and we've had to plan for our meals and make sure that we got the groceries that we needed to be able to have our meals during the week. You know, whenever you do that, you begin to realize how much time we really spend preparing meals and gathering resources for meals and then having meals. You know, eating can dominate your life. It can dominate your schedule. And when you begin to realize that these things dominate your life, you begin to start trying to find ways to plan ahead, to pre-plan your meals, to pre-plan your schedules in such a way that they don't become a dominating force in your lives. One of the things you realize when you go on a diet is that you do spend a lot of time choosing and picking what you eat. And when you're on a diet, it's even more so because you have to pick things that are on your diet and remove those things that are not on your diet from your, from your shopping and from everything that you do. So how do you keep from being dominated by things as simple as meal planning? And how do we deal with temptations along the way? Paul's letter to the Corinthians is a great resource to know what to do in these situations and how to properly use our Christian freedom in choosing what to do. You see, Paul was a firm believer in Christian freedom. He believed that Jesus died on the cross to make us free from sin and death. He believed that Jesus died on the cross so that we could choose to live our lives for God. He, he believes that in Christ we are free to reject sin in our lives and reject temptation and to follow God's way. And he also believes that this freedom is something that needs to be exercised because before we were enslaved to sin and now we have exercised our freedom to choose God and to choose Jesus Christ. Paul also knew that some people would try to exploit and abuse their freedom in Christ. He knew that by nature we are selfish. And when we are given freedom, it's very easy for us to try to use that freedom for our own benefit. It didn't take long for people, for example, in Gentile cities like Corinth that received the gospel from Paul and heard these words about being free in Christ to begin to say that because they were free in Christ, they could basically do anything without consequence. You know, God had already forgiven them, so they took an anything-goes mentality. You know, what's the problem with doing whatever I want with my body if it's going to be left behind anyway, and if God has already forgiven me in Christ? This was a real problem in the early church, and it's even a problem for us today. There are many out there who say that just because we are free in Christ, 
and basically anything goes. It doesn't matter what you do with your body. Paul proclaims that even though all things are lawful for us, even though we are free in Christ to do anything, because Christ gave himself on the cross to forgive our sins and to give us a new lease on life, then we should choose to use our freedom to remain sinless, to remove sin from our lives, and to continue to follow the example of Christ in our daily living. You know, Jesus essentially paid the price so we wouldn't have to. But that doesn't mean that we should continue sinning. He bought our freedom through his own sacrifice. And Paul says, yes, you are free. But not all things that you can do with your freedom are going to be good for you. Not all things that you could do are going to be beneficial to you. Not all things are going to draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And being free to do anything and choosing the right things are two very different things. You know, we are free to do everything, but we are called to choose the right things. Going back to the dieting illustration, I am free to eat anything I like. I know that if I get that menu, I can order anything on the menu I like. I have that freedom. I'm an adult. I can pay for it. I can order anything I want. But I also know that if I am on a diet and I eat something outside of my diet, it will affect me negatively. Sometimes it'll mess up my diet for several days. Does that mean I am not free to order what I want? No. It means that even though I am free to order what I want, I use that freedom to choose that which is good for me. I use that freedom to select that which is on my diet and I stick to the plans that I have made to lose weight. This is what Paul is trying to get at with our illustration today. He's basically saying you are free in Christ to choose what to do in your lives, but there are certain things that are not going to be beneficial to your, to your journey as a disciple of Jesus Christ. There are certain things that are not going to draw you closer to God. There are certain things that are not going to lead you down a good path. And therefore, you need to exercise your freedom by choosing to reject those things. You know, self-denial is one of the signs of a true Christian. Jesus called us to deny ourselves and follow him. It means that we understand that even though Jesus Christ made us free, there are times when we must use that freedom to limit our own actions and our own indulgences. There are times when what is most beneficial to me might not be the most beneficial for the community around me. And I need to be mindful of that and think about that as I make my decision. Self-denial is really important because self-denial is a sign of love. It shows that we love God and that we love others when we deny ourselves and we do things that are for the greater good. Have you seen a post online and resisted the temptation to respond to it and get into an argument with somebody you might not even know that well? Have you skipped dessert to stay on your diet and watch what you eat? Have you put down your phone to have some prayer time or turned off your TV to read your Bible? 
If you have done any of these things, you have engaged in an exercise of your freedom in Christ. You have chosen to do those things which were more beneficial to you. And in doing so, you denied yourself and followed Christ. Paul wanted us to understand that this body we have been given was made for the Lord and the Lord was made for this body which means that we have to be mindful on how we use this body and what we do with it, that the body matters. How we take care of it, how we use it, becomes a reflection of our relationship with Christ. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you tell somebody to take care of themselves? If you don't follow Jesus, then how can you invite somebody else to follow Jesus? People in Corinth were taking their Christian freedom to mean that they could do whatever they wanted with their bodies because Jesus had already forgiven their sins. And in their view, then, the body didn't matter. Nothing could be further from the truth. Paul explains that by, by misusing our bodies, we sin not just against God, but against ourselves. We do things that we know are bad for us. And then Paul gives us one of the illustrations that has been used for centuries to understand the relationship of the body to spirituality and to our spiritual journey with God. He says, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that is within you, which you have from God and that you are not your own? Your body, my body, our bodies, are a temple for the Holy Spirit to dwell in, for the presence of God to be in, and for God's grace to be on display. When we think about ourselves in this way and we recognize that we are not our own and that Jesus bought us with a great price, then it stands to reason that we would need to be mindful of how we use our bodies and how we exercise our freedom in Christ that we must use that freedom in ways that bring God glory and that continue to reflect our faith in Him, that our bodies become part of our witness to those who don't know Jesus. We must choose to take care of ourselves and use our bodies responsibly because we belong to Christ and Christ belongs to us. So how do you take care of your temple how do you continue to maintain your spiritual disciplines? How do you continue to follow the plan that God has set forth for your life? Well, going back to my dieting illustration, I have to know my diet and know what is in it and what is not in it in order to follow it. When it comes to our Christian faith, it's the same way. I need to read my Bible to know what is in and what is out what is good for me and what is not good for me, what I should be doing and what I should be rejecting and leaving out of my life. Because even though all things are lawful for me, not all things are beneficial. Even though I could do all things, not all things are going to draw me closer to Jesus Christ. You know, starting a diet is not hard. Just like coming to Jesus and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior is not hard. Accepting Jesus is as simple as saying, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I Forgive me of my sins and accept me into your grace. And you do that prayer and you, you have 
come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. So it's not hard to come to Jesus and it's not hard to start a diet. You know what is really hard? Staying on that diet. You know what is really hard? Continuing to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior every single day of your life. And the reason these parts are hard is because we are tempted every day. We are tempted to do that which is self-serving. We are tempted to do that which is outside of the diet or outside of the book. We are tempted to do things that we know are going to lead us to bad places. Yet, so often, we don't exercise the disciplines of self-control and spiritual disciplines that we need to continue to reject those things and follow Jesus or follow our diet in the other illustration. You know, these things take a lot of practice. They take determination. They take us not just saying we're going to do these things, but actually doing them. And also they take God helping us. You know, we can't do this alone. God can help you with all things. He can help you with your diet just as much as he can help you with your spiritual journey. He can help you with your disciplines if you will allow him to show you the way. There are times in our lives when we must come back to the book, to the word, and to study it enough to be able to know what it is that we are supposed to keep in and what it is that we're supposed to leave out. And God promises that if we do that, he will help us with the strength and the willpower and the determination that we need to follow through. Today, as we close, I just want to take a moment. I want to, I want to pray for us. I want to pray to ask God to help us to make good choices about the use and the care of our bodies. That God will empower us to use our Christian freedom in ways that glorify him and to continue to be mindful that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that they matter because they are part of our witness to a world that says that they don't. So let's take a moment and let me close by praying for us today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for Christian freedom. I thank you that in Jesus Christ, you have forgiven our sins and given us the right and the opportunity to choose to live a different life. Oh Lord, on this day, I just ask that you will be with each and every one of us as we face the temptations that we have every day to do things that are selfish, to do things that are not good, to do things that are gonna lead us away from you, to do things that are not gonna draw us closer to Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, give us the strength and the power today to continue to make good choices in our lives, choices that follow your word, choices that follow the example of Jesus, choices that lead to self-denial and self-discipline, and help us to take care of our bodies, your temple, and to continue to invite your Holy Spirit to dwell in us as we continue to dwell in your word. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.